They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. This week, we share legendary stories about the Famichiki. Hear from the spicing commentator about a new suite out of Lawson, and discuss two new items: a one-pound burger from Burger King and the raging trend of cheese foam drinks. We wrap up with some Combini news. Now, let's head off to the Combini. The Combini, the Combini, the Combini Boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing okay.、Uh, it's good to be back at the Konbini, wouldn't you say? Yes, it is. I am so excited to be here. It's episode nine. I don't know if you know what that means. It means that next episode is episode ten. Ten. Double digits. Double digits. So yeah, I'm pumped up.、Uh, I want to get through this episode, and I'm really looking forward to number ten because we've got. Well, we haven't talked about anything, but we should probably do something、uh, pretty big, right? Big blowout. We're gonna do a big blowout <laughs> for episode ten. We're gonna have to, you know, we'll have to talk about that later. But、um, anyways, all right. What am I talking about? I'm just rambling on here. Let's get down to business. So, as you know, the past two weeks we've been taking a deep dive into the、uh, the fried chicken section at the Combini. Two weeks ago, we started with Seven Eleven, which was a、um, which was just a Um, smattering, a smattering, yes, a smattering. And then last week we we took a look at、uh, Lawson, which、um, took us into a deep dive into the Karaage Kun. A hundred and ninety-seven flavors <laughs> that that are known of. There could be many more out there. The the sort of、uh, Dead Sea Scrolls of Karaage Kun, I'm sure, exist that document thousands of more chicken nugget flavors that have. Grace to this earth. Yeah, that's true. And、um, you know, this week we're heading someplace that is very close to our heart. And you know, I think we've talked before. This is our favorite. I think both of our favorite convenies. We're looking at Family Mart. Family Mart, home of the Family Chicky, the big boy, the big boy. Okay, so Family Mart is a、uh, is an interesting、uh, has an interesting selection itself. So. I think you could break it down into three big categories. That would be none other than the family chicky. After that, we've got the spicy chicken, which is an interesting one, and then the poke chicky. And besides that,、mm. you know, they've they've got a couple, you know, seasonal items that hop in and off. But、um, those are the three ones that we're looking at. Yeah, and、uh, no doubt about it, it's the family chicky that reigns supreme、yeah. over that hot box.、Um, yeah. When you're talking fami chicky, it's hard to put it in context. You think about the great figures in history. I guess that might be the best way to do it. You know, the Alexander the Greats, the Julius Caesars. These are kind of the figures on par with the fami chicky. So when you when you put up a karaage kun or a nana chicky, that's who you gotta compare it against. You、yeah. know, if if you were to put it into sort of classical literature terms, you're talking about the Shakespeare's. You're talking about the Ernest Hemingways. <laughs> Um, and anybody who's going to go up against the Fami Chicky is really、uh, they're they're tackling the best the world has ever seen. Yes,、uh, that's 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 the kind of item this is.、And、I know we talk about it each week, but it can't be emphasized enough. The Fami Chicky really is an extraordinary product. Yeah. So Fami Chicky, you know, there's the classic. We all know the classic.、Um, mm. 
Besides that, some of the other selections that they have are the spicy mala flavor, uh, the kaki no tane, kaki pi, plum flavor, the mm. cheese in famichiki, the big famichiki, oh and mm. one that I had recently and that we talked about last week, the kaki pi soy sauce flavor famichiki. Well, it is nice that they do have the classic, but then they iterate on it like most konbinis. They have mm. their platform and they put all kinds of different parts on that thing and make it sing all kinds of different songs. Uh, in this case, we got the cheese song. We got the soy sauce kakapi song. We got the kakapi <laughs> plum flavor. Just fantastic. An, an outstanding orchestra uh, yeah. playing in that hot box. All coordinated by um, the conductor, the classic famichiki. Next um, is the spicy chicken, which is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a section in itself. And you might be thinking, well, hey, what's a, you know, spicy chicken? That's not, you know, that interesting. But spicy chicky, actually, I was doing some research, uh, started in two thousand one. So it is the great grandfather of this <laughs> list, and probably of all of the chickens we've talked about before. And within that spicy chicken section, we've got the regular spicy chicken, and then recently they they brought out a cheese spicy chicken as well. So spicy chicken gave birth to it all. Uh, God said to spicy chicken, go forth and I don't know, propagate or something like this. And boy, <laughs> did he ever with the family chicken, like you're saying now the poke chicky, um, which is that is brand new 2019. Tell us a little bit about this poke chicky here, Mike. Okay, so um, as you know, last week, we uh, because Lawson, their sort of banner item is the karage kun. Mm. As you know, after Family Mart came out with the Family Chicky, Lawson was also, uh, they came out with their own, the L Chicky, to kind of try and jump in on the Family Chicky territory. Well, hey, like you said, 2019, Family Mart tries to come out with its Poke Chicky, which is, you know, in the same domain as the Karagi-kun. Not even they're not even trying to disguise this thing. No, no, um, no. This it comes in virtually the same package. They even have three standard fixed flavors and then a whole slew already of other flavors. So I'm just going to rip them off here. The three standards are plain, hot, and cheese. Classic, triple. Mm. Uh, triumvirate there. Yeah. And then the three uh, flavors that are out now are corn potage, which is a creamy corn soup. Take that in. Uh, barbecue and the super mucho plum flavor. Not exactly sure what that is. No. But, mm, my mouth is watering. Yeah, I um, it's interesting. You know, I understand there's that space that uh, Karage Kun has. They they created this, you know, industry. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, it's a it's it's an hot item, and they're trying to do their best. You know, I've I've had them, and I got to be honest. You know, I think they should just stick to their their classic, the the family chicky. I got to be honest. I'm a little worried about Family Mart getting into the space because I don't know. Who, I don't. I don't think they really know who they're dealing with. I mean, this is an organization again, lost in 197 flavors. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you're gonna step onto this terrain, if you really are, if if you're gonna invade mainland Europe, <laughs> you better have the troops to do it. <laughs> and that's really what they're trying to do here. And uh, I just don't know if they have the horsepower to compete. Yeah. With an organization, again, that is cranking out uh, triple pepper mayo, double pepper mayo <laughs> kinds of flavors. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how it unfolds. Uh, first year under 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 their belt. Let's see what 2020 uh, has for the poke chicky. All right. Yeah. Well, and um, like we said, they've there's some other items that, you know, pop in and off there. Um, one that I like recently is the Zaku Zaku Crunchy Chicken Mexican Flavor. 
um, mm. fried chicken. But, um, you know, they, you know, besides that, uh, this is what we're looking at at Family Mart. The Fami Chicky and the Poke Chicky. But again, between those two, no doubt, uh, the mother of them all is the Fami Chicky. And again, to try to to try to explain the majesty of this product is nearly impossible. So uh, Mike and I thought we would kind of share a couple of stories mm-hmm. um, that we've heard about the Fami Chicky. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll kick this off here, Mike. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but uh, SpaceX launched two astronauts into outer space. Now, I am I have some connections over at that company, and uh, word on the street is that wasn't actually rocket fuel that was in that tank. It was actually two million family chickies stacked up, and all that hot grease was <laughs> lit ablaze and sent those two astronauts 16,000 miles an hour into outer space. That's how much juice <laughs> is in these family chickies. They're sending astronauts into space. Holy moly. I I did not hear that, but I'm, now that you say it, I, I can believe, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, I can see it. Got some pressure that's inside those family chickies. I speaking of that, um, I don't know if you heard this or if I ever told you this, but this is something that happened to me. Um I actually, you know, we used to actually work at the same company, or we didn't overlap, no. but we worked at a uh, a travel company. And um when I was working at the travel company, there was a couple months where I was living in Tokyo and uh, we we're trying mm. to set up a new branch there. And um, uh, one night, actually, uh, I was invited to this uh, Michelin three star Wagyu Kobe beef establishment wow. to wow. try out their restaurant, you know, to potentially introduce to our customers. Wow. So I, I, you know, I was, hey, I love I love beef. <laughs> You know, um, as you know, we are not just Kambini aficionados. We're also prime rib experts. And so, you know, uh, I, I, we know something about beef. So I got in there, they bring out the beef. It's a Kobe beef. It's great. I take a bite. Holy moly. You know, Mm. I, um, I've never had beef this juicy before. And I was thinking, you know, it's not just the, it's not just the taste of the beef, which is great, but it was, there was something about the the flavor that was, I've mm. never had a beef that tastes like that before. So I was thinking, you know, I'm a little suspicious. So I kind of, I kind of, when the, when no one was looking, I kind of crept in the back, saw what the chef was doing. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, he, this guy had, he had two buckets, one bucket, <laughs> it was just Kobe beef. He had just stack of Kobe beef. And the other was a, it was a bucket full of fammy chickies. My God. And what he was doing, he'd bring out one beef, he'd set it down, he'd grab two family chickies, one in each hand, hold it above the beef and just squeeze. Squeeze it. Mm. And My you God. know what happens when you squeeze a family chicky? I mean, that's Niagara Falls. It was <laughs> splashing down on this beef. <laughs> and uh, that was the secret. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant. You know, I don't want to, you know, cause any controversy, but three uh, Michelin stars. Yeah, three. Squeezing fami chicky onto wagyu beef. My God. Yes, yes, yes. As much of a scandal as that is, it's actually a damn good idea. I support 100% what that chef is doing. Um, 
Yeah, you know, a similar story. Um, actually, this is a bit more tragic. Uh, you know, I, I, this was a story that went around. I never made it into the into the papers. But uh, if 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 you were in town, you, you heard it on the street. Especially if you were, you know, hip to the kombini. Yeah. Uh, salary man took a lunch break, and uh, it was a fami chicky. He was in a in a Daihatsu K car, small, small thing, windows, windows up, takes a bite of the fami chicky. It floods the car. He's dead. Oh my goodness. That's terrible. Drowns in fami chicky juice. He took one bite, car filled up in an instant, boom, like that guy's dead. And wake, they find him, uh, in a, in a, in a solid, essentially a car full of, uh, cold fat. He was confit. <laughs> And uh, like I said, it never never made it into the papers. But if you had your head to the ground, your ear to the ground, you 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 know the story. Goodness gracious, I can imagine. I mean, I I just when you said he put the windows up before he, did, <laughs> I just, I knew this was gonna be a this is gonna be a tragic story. Goodness gracious, drowned the first drowning death from <laughs> from a family chick. You got to be careful, everybody. <laughs> you got to be careful. Windows down. Yeah, keep them down. I well, you know that that is a tragic story. But then I'm I'm happy that I have something a little bit more promising here. Um, you know, uh, as the past couple months, everybody around the world, COVID nineteen. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't know if you heard this story. Actually, it uh, I don't know. I don't think it made it outside of the the medical journals here in uh, <laughs> here in uh, Japan. But you know, Japan's working hard. To- they're working to try and find a cure, trying to find some medicine, mm. trying to figure how do we fight COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they um, these researchers came across this sort of peculiar case at this company. So um, this is a company about, you know, 200 people. It's a, you know, a manufacturing company. Um, and because of certain, situ- you know, uh, conditions there, every person in the company, all 200 people uh, contracted COVID-19. Oh, my God. All 200 except three. Hmm. These guys should have had COVID-19 with the conditions in the company. And um, there was an interesting revelation. What are these guys doing different? Well, these guys in the company, they were known as the uh, the FC3. Uh, because <laughs> every day they went to Family Mart for lunch to eat a family chicky. So they, the, you know, their co-workers call them the FC3. And um, lo and behold... <laughs> When doctors evaluated them, they realized they had a special chromosome oh that had God. developed. Um, and because, you know, they, they named this the FC chromosome, and uh, it actually gives you full immunity to COVID-19, and not just COVID-19, to all contractable diseases. <laughs> so you're saying you're saying that Famichiki is pretty much the fountain of youth. Yes, it's uh, eating one family chicky a day. This is this is the conclusion. Eating one family chicky a day will give you immunity to all disease. <laughs> that is a bold conclusion, but one that I do not doubt. Um, no, again, it's hard to explain the possibilities that exist with the family chicky. And I'll tell you what. If it turns out that our that our that our vaccine against COVID nineteen is family chicky, then wow, everybody wins on that. Everybody wins on that. Yes, yes. All right, just maybe one last quick story here. Okay. Um, but uh, this this one, 
was actually something I experienced. It never really got out there, but uh, I'll share it now. As you know, uh, convenies uh, have excellent bathrooms and you can mm. use them very freely. And I, I was at a conveni, a, a family mart, and I was, uh, you know, using uh, a urinal. And uh, as I was, you know, taking care of my business, mm-hmm. I saw actually a, a family chicky walked up to the adjacent urinal. What? And he took he took a leak in the adjacent urinal. He was so full of family chicky juice, he had to relieve himself. <laughs> It walks back to the hot box, jumps right back in there, ready <laughs> for the next customer. That's how juicy this family chicky was. And I got to be honest, I'm glad he did that because, you know, with the other guy who drowned with the windows up, um, this family chicky probably saved somebody's life by uh, getting rid of some of that juice before service. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? Uh, we've talked about this before. I've heard of, you know, um, staff at the convenience. Sometimes they have to, you know, they have to take them out while they're in that hot box and just poke a poke a, poke a a hole in them trying to drain them out a little bit. But, drain uh, them out a little bit, yeah. I've never heard of a com- uh, family chicky doing it themselves. Now that is, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> and I thank them for that because that is, like like you said, that is a dangerous situation, all that juice. Um, so hopefully uh, that gets across a little bit of the, again, the uh, greatness of the family chicky. But I do think it's uh, now it's probably time to move on. And uh, Mike, um, I think uh, we have another another take from our spicy commentator. Yes, we do. As you know, we're, we're making the rounds. Uh, and this week we're heading back to Lawson's. So uh, this week... Um, yeah, my my has a new item for us called the cupcake. So let's take a listen. Hello, everyone. Today I ate cupcake, high cacao chocolate. In English, dark chocolate cupcake from Lawson. It costs two hundred ninety-five yen. Cupcake is not the same as cupcake. Cupcake is normal cake in a small cup. There are many flavors. For example, strawberry cake, tiramisu, and Montblanc cake. The dark chocolate flavor is the new flavor of cupcake. It has a rich flavor, but it's a little too rich. I like the balance of the sponge and the chocolate cream. Also, it is a nice size. I think it's three stars. I want to eat another flavor. Bye! Wow, three stars this week from the spicy commentator on the cup. K, not to be confused with cupcake, as Mai Mai explains in the review there. I, I'll tell you what, it does sound pretty damn good. A cake in a cup. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, I had a bite. It was, it was good. I mean, um, yeah, it, uh, like she said, there are other flavors. I'm, you know, I'm sure in the future we might hear about some new flavors as well, but, uh, yeah, three stars. I'll, you know, she's back to her some more sort of critical uh, review this week. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. She piqued my interest. The sponge cake. 
with a rich chocolate topping. That sounds good. And then you got the strawberry flavor, mm. the Mont Blanc flavor. Oh yeah. I think I actually don't know. I can't. That's that's like chestnut, I think, or something like this. Right. Um, right. Man, I'm excited to to learn more about this product. Um, but yeah, thanks again, uh, my my, our spicy commentator, for another fantastic review. And speaking of reviews, uh, Mike, last week we we shared a new item that's out uh, that you were cautiously optimistic about, uh, and it goes back again to the Fami Chicky, the Kakapi Fami Chicky, one <clears throat> of those um, one of the platform iterations uh, that is out now. Uh, tell us what you thought about the Kakapi Fami Chicky. As you know, like you said, I was cautiously optimistic. And, you know, I love Kaki P. Uh, as we described last week, it's a sort of legendary salty snack here in Japan. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's in the crust of the family chicky. It's small bits, small chunks of the Kaki P that are embedded in it. And mm. I was a little worried that it was going to be, that it was going to kind of overpower and it was going to have this sort of dry, just normal sort of salty snack crunch to it and that was going to overpower the family chicky but i am pleased to say this thing was top of the line that is great to hear um i've been looking at this on twitter all week and it does look outstanding um like you said the the kakapi is embedded in the mm. fami chicky and it just looks like it's going to be sort of a, a, a crunchy just a shakedown. I mean, you bite yeah. into it and and you kind of rattle around a little bit. It's so <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, so I I don't know if if the listeners will understand what I'm saying, but for me, it, in in my hometown of Frederick, Maryland, we had this place called Watson Fried Chicken, and it was mm. it was more sort of Southern style fried chicken, and by by that, what I mean is. When you think of normal fried chicken, you think of this sort of like golden brown crust. But um, the more sort of southern style, it's almost it's a really dark brown, mm. and it's it's really crunchy, mm. and it has this like deep taste to it. And that's what it reminded me of. Wow! I didn't even feel like it like it was cocky pea, but it wasn't like I noticed that it was the cocky pea flavor. It was just this like deeper southern fried chicken style. Fammy chicky is what it is the feeling that it left me with. And it was, I, I really liked it. I had another one today before the podcast just to check. And I got to say, <laughs> if you're in Japan, get it now. Get out there. Get it. It's great. It sounds fantastic. Um, wow. No better uh, praise than uh, on par with Southern style fried chicken. Sounds outstanding. Yeah. Okay. So that was the review, but. Um, Let's head into the new items this week. And we've got something. This is not Konbini related, but this is Konbini adjacent coming out of Burger King, Japan. And Matt, I know you saw this. <laughs> this is a sight to behold. I'm talking about the strong one pound beef burger, four patties from Burger King. This thing is a mammoth. It's a mammoth, and uh, actually, I, I I shared with this with my mother um, when it first debuted, and I was on the phone with her at the time, and um, let's just say uh, there was a long enough 
pause that I nearly called an ambulance to make sure she wasn't uh, dead on the ground after the shock of this <laughs> one pound four patty. But, you know, I got to say it's um, well, it looks fairly, uh, I'll say, disgusting. <laughs> it is pretty clever what they've done here, because if you look, they have two layers of pickles. They got uh, bun, mm-hmm. patty, patty, pickles. Patty, patty, cheese, pickles, sauce, onions, mm. bun. Yes. And I think that second, that middle layer of pickle there is really, uh, it's probably life-saving because when you're getting that much juicy beef in a single bite with that strong sauce, you're, you need something to cut it. And yeah. uh, I just want to say a thanks to the food engineer at uh, Burger King who was smart enough to put in that second layer of pickles into this burger yeah i um i i had a similar reaction to your mom i it's interesting like normally i want to zoom in on things but um (laughs) zoom out on this and the further you zoom out you can't even see a bun you just see this brown like of uh of 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 meat here and you know um a couple episodes back i actually reviewed the samurai series from mcdonald's Mm. and the one that i really liked was the double beef i gave that the samurai seal of approval now this right here this is the shogun level this is uh tokugawa Mm. level um samurai spirit here because this is this is one of the beefiest boys i've ever seen in my whole life it could be the beefiest boy we'll ever see in our lives (laughs) uh god willing it is my goodness my god we'll put this up on twitter and on the facebook page so everybody can have a look at it um but yeah just be be prepared to uh be grossed out uh speaking of being grossed out um uh, we have to we have to comment again on a trend that is sweeping sweeping the world um and it looks like it's 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 now knocking on the shores of the united states here and that is uh cheese foam drinks and uh, we talked about this a few episodes ago. I think it was episode four. Um, mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the drinkable Pablo cheese tart. That's a totally different thing. Here we're talking cheese foam, uh, which is tea, milk tea, with a layer of salty cheese foam on top. And like I said, it is now knocking on the shores of the United States. It's reached san francisco and mike i don't know if you've actually had one of these things what's your take on this i have not had one but um yeah the, the first time i noticed this i was on twitter and all these influencers <laughs> mo- mostly female japanese and influencers were um talking about cheese milk tea and i thought what the heck is this and you know so i i took a look and apparently people are saying this is going to be the successor to the bubble tea mm. phenomenon. Mm. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Well, uh, I'm, it's hard to say. Bubble tea is certainly, it's now a part of U.S. dining culture. I, I have a hard time believing cheese foam tea is going to have a similar level of popularity. But here, uh, Mike, you dug up an article on Eater here from um, the owner of a tea shop, a popular tea chain tea shop uh, out on the west coast called happy lemon has to say about uh, cheese foam drinks um 
Chi, uh, the person's name is Chin, who owns this shop. Uh, Chin has seen cheese tea enthusiasts at Happy Lemon locations requesting multiple layers of cheese foam, sacrificing even the level of tea in the cup. You can order less of the tea and more of the cheese, she says. Sometimes people get triple layers of cheese. Some people even say they want cheese on the side. They'll save it to add later on. <laughs> My God. Um, you know, uh, that's frightening. But who am I to say? I've not had one of these things yet. So, uh, you know, when, when it comes to Boston, I'll be sure to get out there and, and get my hands on a cheese foam drink. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm excited to try it. You know, who knows? I mean, I'm skeptical, but uh, it seems these influencers and other people are uh, all about this. So we'll, we'll see. We're going to have to keep our eye on these, uh, these cheese uh, influence drinks. And I guess, uh, what do you say we head over to the... To the mailbag. We're heading to the mailbag. So uh, to start, can we can we check? It sounds like we had some new new uh, new review on the uh, the podcast app. That's right. And thanks again to our listeners. Uh, this is our eleventh five star review, and this one is from Flappiest Pappy. And Flappiest Pappy writes, "Can't wait until we are back in Japan to try some of the Fami Chiki. It all sounds so good in the ramen noodles too." Enjoyed the podcast. Still smiling. One of your biggest fans. So thanks, Flappy. Wow. That is an outstanding review, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Um, that was great. <laughs> I'm so glad you're listening. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you are the flappiest pappy I've ever heard in my life. Also, so last week we were talking about we got some new music from The Godfather, my godfather, my <laughs> Uncle Andy. So my Uncle Andy uh, sent me a link this week to check this. The Fami Chicky Senpai documentary. This mm. is a five-minute documentary about the Fami Chicky Senpai and his daily life. Um, we're going to put this up on social media this week. It is you. It is not to be missed. It is amazing. Well, uh, I am in a bit of a documentary um craze right now i watched the michael jordan documentary now watching the lance armstrong documentary and the fami chicky senpai i'd say uh fits right in there uh, sort of a peer <laughs> with those two athletes um so yeah i will be sure to check that out um so uh a few weeks ago i mentioned that uh i am busy hard at work uh, putting together Kanbini island on animal crossing and uh, we've gotten some requests uh, for updates on this. And uh, I'll just share real quick that uh, this is a bit of a slog. Didn't expect uh, it to go as slowly as it is. My first time playing Animal Crossing. I would like to give a shout out to my coworker, Emma, uh, who did lend me uh, the iron nuggets required to construct the store. And uh, we have our campsite up, we have the store up, we have three residents now on the island, and now we're putting together the wow. concert for a famous musician. Um, but frankly speaking, there's not a whole lot to see yet on Conveni Island. I did manage to purchase a uh, vending machine uh, that is being stored right outside an onsen that I also constructed. But it will be some time uh, before a fully functioning Kambini is up and running. But uh, we'll give updates. And I'll also post uh, the Dodo code for those who are interested in visiting Kambini Island. 
Okay, I'm excited to see what happens and, you know, in the future, hopefully, as we've talked before, maybe someday we can broadcast live from yes. the Kambini Island. <laughs> All right, so one last shout out I wanted to give. Uh, so, as you know, this is mostly uh, a non-Japanese audience that we're, that we're broadcasting to, but um, some good friends of mine, and I'm talking about Asai-san and Ayano-san. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to you all. Thank you all for listening. I know that y'all don't understand the English exactly, but um, you know it's great to have some listeners here in Japan too, and some non-English speaking listeners as well. So thank you all so much. I uh, love y'all, and uh, yeah, keep tuning in. Yeah, thank you. And uh, it's wonderful to have an international audience. Um, according to our podcast numbers, we have listeners as far away as Mauritius. And um, it's just fantastic to be building this community. And yes, uh, important uh, and thankful that part of that community are, are Japanese um, conveni lovers. So thank you um, for, yep. for tuning in. Okay, so uh, that's, uh, I guess we'll close off the mailbag for now. And uh, that takes us to conveni news. Uh, we have some stuff coming hot off the wire here. And um, first, an article about Konbini coming to the rescue. You know, um, Mike, a few episodes ago, we talked about all the things you can do at the Konbini. And that is coming in handy now because with COVID-19, people are having to file all kinds of paperwork to receive things like benefits, to just file their annual government, whatever. And mm -hmm. uh, they're using... The Konbini to do this because, of course, uh, going to the government office and being part of a crowd is a risky thing. But you can just head over to the Konbini around the corner and do all the necessary administrative work that you would have done at the government office using the handy mm -hmm. terminals that they have available at the Konbini. So wow. uh, how fantastic is this? The Konbini coming up big here during this crisis. Yeah. And, you know, especially in places where it's hard to get to your local mm. uh, government office mm. when you need to do something, I mean, out in the countryside, this could be huge. This could be a merging of, you know, the government and the convenience, yeah, which is something <laughs> I've, I've been, you know, uh, pushing for, for a long time. I'd see it as a, as a possibility that this could be a government a government uh, supported uh, uh, institution. So yeah, you know, getting in there and being able to print your resident card, print your, uh, um, you know, your necessary documents. This is so, this is awesome. I'm so glad to hear this. I didn't even consider this as a potentially new ideology. Uh, you have, you know, democracy, you have uh, socialism, uh, you know, you have uh, communism. Maybe we have conveniism here on the verge of uh, taking over Japan. That would yeah. be uh, absolutely outstanding. And why not? <laughs> why not? So, why not? <laughs> all right. So I've got another and, you know, closing out the uh, the news for this week. This is pretty exciting. And this is just a, uh, this is a story. This is similar to that movie, Rudy. It's going to get you feeling excited <laughs> and happy. So what would sound as though it would be a tragedy turned into a heroic act of uh, heroism. <laughs> so, um <laughs> This is coming out of Aichi Prefecture on the 29th of this month. Uh, a customer came in wielding a knife mm. and 
demanded money from the cashier. Oh boy. And this cashier was a woman, a 58-year-old woman. Mm. Normally you'd think, hey, maybe they give them the money, but this woman was quick to her feet and she said no. Mm. And what she did is she actually, she picked up the barcode reader and threw it at the assailant. Mm. And the assailant was so shocked that he quickly ran away and was later apprehended. So we've talked about some legendary Kambini owners. We've talked about some legendary figures in the Kambini world. This week's hero, we're talking about this woman in Aichi Prefecture. Thank you for standing up to these terrible people. <laughs> what, what a story. What a story of, uh, what an inspiring story. Yes, thank you for protecting uh, one of the central, the foundations of uh, of any community, the Kambini, and uh, hats off to that to that uh, brave, brave Kambini worker who uh, had the wherewithal to hurl a barcode reader at a knife wielding maniac uh, to protect her customers. Okay, uh, I guess that wraps up the show this week. Uh, again, a lot to pack pack in but uh we did the best that we could we'll try to do it better next week in the meantime please uh share the podcast with your friends and family and give us a rating on the podcast store spotify apple Podcasts, however you listen also check us out on twitter at Kambini boys and our facebook page uh also Kambini boys and we have a new way uh to connect with us you can leave a voicemail with your own Kambini memory that we'll share on the podcast, you can reach us at plus one six one seven four five three eight two zero seven. We'll post this number on Twitter, on Facebook, so you can reach out to us with your own Kambini memory. In the meantime, thanks for listening, everybody. And Mike, uh, I guess I'll see you at the Kambini. See you at the Kambini, everybody.